1: Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic have the chance to go 16 points clear when they welcome St Mirren before Rangers play tomorrow A resurgent Hearts host Motherwell as the Steelmen look to strengthen their hold on third and looking over their shoulder they'll find the likes of Aberdeen and Hibs meeting at Pittodrie. I'm Gordon Duncan joining me in the studio Alex Ray, Craig Beattie and Hugh Evans. If the last
2: eight days have taught us anything it is that you can take nothing for granted in this Premiership Celtic's remit today is glaringly obvious. Beat St Mirren, go ahead of Rangers by the length of Suckey Hall Street and put Stephen Gerrard and his players under greater pressure in Dingwall tomorrow, but St Mirren won't move out of the way and accommodate Celtic the champions will need to dig in for victory. I can't tell you how I think it'll go because I appear to have brought the reputation of the show into disrepute by really? my predictions. I have officially been banned from making predictions today. You'll all have
3: to get by without my unique insight. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, I'll give you my <laughs> predictions later on. However, Celtic take on St. Mirren. St Mirren's away form has been poor recently, Gordon. Fourth take on six up at Patodry. Uh, Aki's will be looking to try and. Yeah another bounce Three points against Kelly Dundee United have look To get back to winning ways Having only won one In the last eight beats
4: So a lot of good football ahead Yeah just following on The, the Dundee United Thistle game You know there's A couple of Thistles Relegation challengers um, Alwa And Morton Both have home games uh, Winnable games With a really really difficult match You know away to Tannadice for, for Thistle So you know, it could be a difficult afternoon for Thistle fans
1: Big games up and down the country Across all the divisions this afternoon So let's kick off going around the grounds First of all Celtic against St Mirren With Gordon Diel and first Andrew McLean
5: Yeah, well Celtic will be looking to get back to winning ways as they continue their charge towards the Premiership title. Their draw midweek was a blip on an otherwise perfect domestic record since the winter break, but it probably felt like a win as they extended their lead at the top of the table to 13 points. St Mirren have run Celtic close in the two clashes this season. A seven-minute spell where they conceded two goals just after time here gave Celtic the win back on October. But Jim Goodwin says they've got to have the belief they can cause an upset here today as they look to pull away from the bottom of the table with a big game against Hearts coming up midweek. Week as for team news, Celtic make two changes from that midweek draw. Out go Ryan Christie and Mo El Yanousi. In come Tom Rogic and Lee Griffiths. A so 3 5 2 for them. Fraser Foster starts in goal. A back three of Near Beaton, Christopher Julian and Chris Eyre. The midfield five James Forrest, Callum McGregor, Scott Brown, Tom Rogic and Greg Taylor with Lee Griffiths partnering Odds and Edward up top. The substitutes Gordon El Hamid, Frimpong, Hayes, Christie El Yanousi and Bayo. As for St. Mirren. They've gone with three changes from their draw against Johnson, Wallace, Dermis, and Yakubiak drop out. In come Marias, Andrew, and McPherson. A 4 5 1 for them. Vaclav Pladke in goal. A back four of Lee Hodson, Conor McCarthy, Akin Familow. And Callum Waters, the midfield five, Jason McGrath, Sam Foley, Cammy McPherson, <coughs> Tony Andrew, and Junior Marias with John Obika up top. The substitutes: Linus Wallace, McAllister, Dermis, Mullen, Jakubiak, and Chabi Gordon. DL, can you see an upset happening here today, or do you think Celtic could get back to winning ways? I
6: know it's been the week of upsets. You look at Hearts starting off against Hibs at Easter Road. You look at Hamilton uh, against Rangers at Ibrox. Uh, Livingston uh, holding Celtic. Celtic having to score in the last few minutes to get a draw there. I just think after the two away fixtures at Perth and obviously Livingston with the the pitches, uh, Andrew, you look at this pitch today, it's absolutely perfect. Great playing pitch. I think it will suit Celtic down to a tee. They know that they've got the chance to put that 16-point gap between them and Rangers. St Myrna will come here very organised. We'll try and make it as difficult as it can, but... I can't see anything but a Celtic victory.
5: Rogic and Griffiths back in the Celtic team today, while Marias, Andrew and McPherson come back in for St Mirren. Kickoff is at three o'clock.
1: What are the main considerations for Celtic's team at the moment, Gordon, in terms of that selection made by Neil Lennon? It's hard to be too critical or too upset about any omissions because Celtic are winning the majority of their games. I did notice a few fans on social media and on the phones feeling that maybe. The likes of Greg Taylor struggled a little bit the other night or w- hoping to see Frimpong in from the beginning. What do you make of the, the team that's out there this afternoon?
6: Yeah, I do agree with that. I think uh, Taylor has struggled. Um, I thought against Livingstone he was very poor and wasn't surprised they get substituted. The big one for me is the rotation of the, the front two, Gordon. Since January, I think Griffiths and Edward has been, their partnership has been terrific. They're scoring goals, I thought they were linking up really well. But in other games, you know, you look at uh, Neil Lennon going with Elianushi, for instance, uh, against Livingston. It didn't work at all. So I'm not surprised you can back to that. And I expect they to, to really be a handful for St Mern's uh, back four. Um, but you're right. I think that uh, young Frimpong, you know my thoughts on him. I thought he'd come on in Wednesday night. I thought he was he was absolutely terrific second half. The only criticism I will, I will give him. His final ball was very, very poor. He got into great positions and couldn't deliver. That's something as a young player he'll have to work on. But just looking at that Celtic team this afternoon, with the opportunity to put that big gap between them and, and Rangers, uh, I just think they'll have enough.
1: When you have such an overwhelming favourite in a game, it's sort of human nature to look for the possibility of a shock, Gordon. You try and build the case for the shock. I- with regards to St Mirren I think they're the lowest scorers in the league Overall And they've got the lowest away points total In the league as well So At the task of this size It's It's not easy to see where the shot could come
6: Yeah Jim Goodwin's probably like Brian Rice And Brian Rice was totally right uh, On Wednesday night He came out and he said Look When you come to places like this You've got to dig in You've got to work hard You've got to be organised And you need luck By God Do you need luck on the night Now this afternoon that's what Jim Goodwin's going to need because you'd expect Celtic to come out on the front foot, have most of the ball but St Myrne will try and make it very difficult for them and the longer the game goes and Jim keeps his team in the game then there's always an opportunity of a free kick or like we witnessed the other night there, a mistake from a defensive player because Celtic have got a mistake in them at the back there's no doubt in that so I think Jim Goodwin will be grasping on a little bit of hope, but I just at Celtic Park, Gordon, especially after the two away games, you looked at the Perth pitch. It was really, really in a, a bad uh, situation. It was a bad night. They they come through that. Livingston's always got to be difficult on that surface. Today I'm looking down at Celtic Park. No excuses. Pitch absolutely brilliant. I think Celtic will be suited right down to tee with their, their football. And I expect them to score a few goals. OK, let's
1: hear from both managers then, starting with the home boss, Neil Lennon.
7: I think Jim's improved him. Um, he's been going 4-4-2 of late. Um, you know, we're concentrating on our own run at the minute. You know We're at home. I expect the, the game to be... Similar to be difficult to break down at times, but I'm hoping we can do that. I want a front foot performance from us, I want us to you know play aggressively. We were very aggressive in our approach on Wednesday night and I thought we played very well and deserved better out of the game.
1: And the man who's trying to spoil the party is Jim Goodwin.
8: Well the boys are looking forward to it. I mean we know we know how difficult the task is going to be. I mean, you know, Celtic uh, I think they've only lost one game at home in the league all season and that was against Rangers obviously before Christmas but um, you know, their home form is, is incredible. Um, and it's going to be difficult. Of course it is, you know, but we have to believe that we're capable of causing an upset. You know, teams have went there in the past and done it. Um, there's no reason why we can't. We know we have to be organized. We know we're going to have to give up territory. Um, in terms of possession, they'll have large spells of that, but we have to be, um, concentration wise has to be, you know, it's going to be vital.
1: Okay let's go around the grounds Then massive games In the Premiership And beyond Let's start in the capital Hearts have had a lot to say In the last week On the pitch Some fantastic results And they welcome Motherwell To St. Castle Fraser Wishart's there
9: Yes has been a great uh, Week for Hearts As you say Gordon and a contender For me for match of the day in my eyes to my former teams and it promises to be an absolutely cracking game but an important game for both these sides for different reasons although they both come here on a high there'll be plenty to play for at either end of the table of course the stories about Hearts this season have been negative and although they're still bottom of the table they've had excellent wins against Rangers and Hibs of course Hibs only been the, the only one in the league the team and the fans all of a sudden I think have a positive outlook and are beginning to look like a team on the park and I think the fans are expecting high standards of them but being bottom of the table defeat today and all that good work could be undone when they're fast running out of game as we head towards the split to try and get out of this relegation battle and get them up the table and even a draw might not be a great result for them if wins, if, if results go against them elsewhere and wins are needed when you're at the bottom of the table Mother, on the other hand have not been in great form until that comprehensive win against Ross County in Midweek when they came back from a goal down to win 4-1 but despite that poor run they've held on to third place and now have three points advantage over Aberdeen and a win here would really boost their chances of staying there beaten Hearts already twice this season and with both teams looking for that victory it's important for them both I think we're in for a really exciting exciting match with plenty of attacking players on show and I think there should be a few goals for Hearts just one change Stephen Naismith the skipper comes in for Liam Boyce up front Zlamal's in goals with Smith Halkett Dicamona and Hickey at the back Claire Damour Bozanic and Moor Damur, sorry, and Moore in midfield with Naismith and Washington as the strikers the subs are Castro Pereira, Walker, Boyce Langer, Irving, Henderson and Machino for Motherwell unchanged from midweek unsurprisingly, with Gillespie in goals Grimshaw, Gallagher, Hartley and Tate at the back, Campbell, O'Hara and Polworth in midfield with Aaron's Long and Hilton as the three forward players subs for Motherwell, Carson, Turnbull, Watt Mazinga, MacIver, Mugabe and Maguire and the referee today at Tynecastle is Mr Don Robertson.
1: Let's get the pre-match
10: thoughts of Stephen Robinson I love going there. I think it's a, a fantastic stadium, a really good football club with, you know, it'll be a good atmosphere. I was impressed with them against them. I thought they played very well. But, uh, you know, if we play that we can, then, you know, we're the team sitting third on the table. So we're the team that has to go there and really believe. Um, a different kind of pressure that hearts are under than ourselves. So listen, it, it, it's, it's always a good game there, always a really good atmosphere in, you know, games that are why you're in football. You know, we're going there to try and produce another performance and and come out with another result which will obviously cement our position in the top six. And
1: it's par for the course In this part of the world But after events At Ibrox On Wednesday The team that gets Forgotten about Is Hamilton They're the ones Who went there And got the three points There at home To Kilmarnock this afternoon And Roger Hanna's Keeping an eye on that
11: one Yeah and it haven't been Forgotten about In this part of the world Let me assure you Only a third win at Ibrox In 94 years For Hamilton Knackies at the weekend Unsurprisingly Gordon they haven't changed From that victory In Wednesday night It was one that took them Back off the bottom Of the premiership table Just 24 hours After Hearts had Leapfrogged them With that Edinburgh Derby win And, And and if results go Brian Rice's way today, another win here, St Mirren not taking anything at Celtic Park. Akies could be up to 10th in the Premiership tonight, which would be quite remarkable given, as we say, they were rock bottom on Tuesday night. As we say, unchanged, look southwards in goal. as a back four of Aaron McGowan, Sean Want, Jamie Hamilton and Scott McMahon. Across the middle, Blair Alston, Scott Martin, Alec Gogic and Lewis Smith. And up top, Marius Ogompo with the goal hero from Ibrox, David Moyle. Only one change in the bench, David Templeton's fit again. He comes in for young Reagan Mimnos. So the bench is Fulton, McKenna, Hunt caller, Miller, Templeton and Winter. As for Kilmarnock, well they blew a two goal lead in midweek against Aberdeen, only had to take a point at Rugby Park, but a win here today could take them to within one point of the top six with just three games left to the split. One change for them, Alan Power is back in midfield after serving a ban, that means midweek goal scorer Greg Cilty drops to the substitute bench, it's Laurentio Brunescu in goal of back four, Stephen O'Donnell, Kirk Broadfoot, Stuart Finlay and Stephen Hendry, former Aki's player, making a rare start for Alec Dyer. Across the middle, Chris Burke, Alan Power, Harry Dicker and Roddy McKenzie and up top another former Aki star Eamon Brophy with Nicky Cabamba on the bench Kopraveg Kilty Hamalainen Millen Del Fabro Taylor and Connell and the referee at the Foy Stadium this afternoon Gordon is Willie Collum
1: Massive game at Petaudry Aberdeen taking on Hibs Dave Galloway is watching that one
12: Thank you Gordon Well it's been a wretched run at home for Aberdeen who've lost the last four league matches here and they're keen to get a monkey off their backs with a victory but Hibs will have a thing or two to say about that A win would ease the pain of their Edinburgh Derby defeats on Tuesday night. With just nine games left, the four-way fight for third place looks like it could go all the way with the Dons three points behind Motherwell, three in front of Livingston and five ahead of the Hybies. A win for either side at Petordia this afternoon could be hugely significant. Aberdeen make just the one change. McGeoch is in for Devlin, so it's Joe Lewis in goals. Shea Logan, Ash Taylor and Andy Considine at the back. Midfield Conor McLennan, Lewis Ferguson, Dylan McGeoch, Funzo Ojo, and Matty Kennedy, with Niall again tucked in behind Curtis Main. Up top, substitutes Charny, Hernandez, Devlin, Campbell, Bryson, Hedges, and Anderson. A couple of changes for Hibbs, Whitaker, and Gullen in for McNulty and Omeonga. So it's Ofir Marciano in goals at the back, Paul McGinn, Paul Hanlon, and Adam Jackson. Midfield, Martin Boyle, Greg Doherty, Stephen Whittaker and Lewis Stevenson, with Scott Allen playing off Jamie Gullen and Christian Doyle. These substitutes, Bogdan, Gray, Horgan, Halberg, McGregor, Murray, and Omeonga. And the match referee at Petaudry, John Beaton.
1: Let's delve into the championship for our other featured match this afternoon because it's an absolute cracker or it should be at Tannadice. Dundee United against Partick Thistle Here's Mark Guidi.
13: Yeah, you're right, table toppers, Dundee United Gordon, just trying to get enough wins over the line they've got uh, nine games to go uh, but interestingly enough they have failed to score in four out of their last five games they've grown a mini-slip by their standards but At home today against bottom team Partick Thistle, a victory should see Robbie Nielsen's men close in on the title, but below them they do have Inverness, Cali Thistle in second spot. They're 16 points ahead of Inverness, but they have played two games more. Uh, For Partick Thistle, bottom of the table, they are three points behind Queen of the South, immediately above them, but the Jags do have a game in hand, but Ian McCall knows... That this team must start picking up points games also running out for them it's getting to the business end of the season and there is no room for error or the Jags will be facing relegation so for the lineups, it's 4-4-2 the United it's Benji Segrist in goals at the back it's Liam Smith Paul Watson Mark Conley Mark Reynolds in the midfield it is Paul McMullen Dylan Powers Ian Harks, and Peter Pollock and up front it is 28 goal Lawrence Shankland along with Rakesh Bingham on the bench For Robbie Nielsen's team, it's Mehmet, Sporrel, Robson, Glass, Freeman, Appear and Mokray. For Patrick Thistle, it's a 3-5-2. In goals is Scott Fox. At the back, it is Dan Brownley, Tam Ware and James Penriss. In midfield, it is Lewis, Mayo, Stuart Bannigan, Rhys Cole, Tommy Robson and Shea Gordon. And up front, it is Zach Ruddin and Brian Graham on the bench. For Ian McCall's team, it's Sneddon, McKinnon and Mansell, Zanata, baljonas O'Connor and Saunders. And today's match referee at Tannadice is Mike Roncon.
2: Well, it's a busy day for Partick This is a big day for them because you cannot rely on others keeping you up You have to make a contribution Now Queen of the South uh, and Aloha are above Partick Thistle And they will look to pick up points today So it's up to Partick Thistle to help themselves out But to be honest Oh no I'm not allowed predictions
1: No you're not Don't, We'll get to that later <laughs> to on To be
2: honest it'll just be a difficult day for, for
1: anyone who hasn't heard Craig BT fans going along to the games <laughs> Listening to the guys and Trying to digest the team news You're never going to get Consensus In football In this part of the world It doesn't happen yep. But I don't think There'll be too many Celtic fans Going along to Celtic Park Who say Oh I was hoping Not to see Edouard and Griffiths Up front together
4: No I don't think so um, I they've been Since the turn of the year and the sort of Re-emergence of Lee Griffiths Their, their form's been terrific um, yeah, and listen, they're, they're putting on a show, The movement's good, their goals are good. Edward continues to prove how good a player he is, continues to show everybody how good a player he is and you know the, the Celtic fans will be looking forward to the match today and, and, and I'm pretty sure they'll be hoping and expecting a number of goals.
1: We'll get on to Rangers part in this in the not-too-distant future, Alex, but if you remember the, the mindset, the discussion when you come back from the winter break, you were looking at the fixture list and you were chalking off some of the you know, the difficult away yep. venues Celtic had to go to. Yeah. And you said, well, you know, maybe they could slip up at Firth Park. Maybe they could slip up at Potaudry. And maybe uh, at the yeah. Tony Macaroni. They dropped a couple of points there the other night. But back home against St Mirren, it, it does look like, on paper, a good chance to go and extend that lead.
3: Yeah, you have to say, their home form has been uh, excellent, as is their away form. You know, you look how, how ruthless they are, Gordon. I think <clears> the emergence of Griffiths coming back and, and the partnership that they have built... With the wing backs, it suited the personnel really well. It's allowed Tom Rogge to come back in and make an impact as well. Christie can come in, you can put in Elinoussi. They just have so many options at their disposal. Uh, And they are They've been really ruthless uh, In the pursuit of this uh, ninth title
1: Okay that's you up to speed With team news then Celtic against St Mirren Aberdeen Hibbs Hamilton Comarnock Hearts Motherwell In the top flight And our featured championship match Is Dundee United Against Partick Thistle At this time on a Saturday We always get all the guys involved We look back on the week's Biggest talking points And they're coming next
0: Slide one: Super scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompsons. dot com.
1: Thirty five minutes till kickoff. We've already given you the team news from Celtic, Saint Mirren, Aberdeen, Hibs, Hamilton, Marnock and Hearts Motherwell. Those are the featured Premiership matches. Of course, we do have Saint Johnstone, Livy, as well, and our featured game in the second tier: Dundee United up against Partick Thistle. At this time on a Saturday, we always get the top team around the grounds. Get everyone involved. And look back on the week's biggest stories Hugh Keevans I don't think you can really get away From the no. continuation of Rangers post Dubai slump It's been quite something And the latest chapter was Hamilton at Ibrox during the week The shock result of the season so far
2: And it indicates what's wrong with Rangers It's not fatigue It's frailty They can't do anything right uh, They were a goal up at Kilmarnock with 13 minutes to go, lost 2-1. There were a goal up at Tynecastle, lost 2-1. There were 2-1 up at St Johnston, drew 2 all. That's what goes on with them. And you can put the kettle on for a regular mistake at the back. Tavernier at Tynecastle in the Cup last week. Goldson uh, against Hamilton Ackies on Wednesday night. And before that, Catic at Perth in the 2-2 draw. And they're all over the place off the park as well. After the defeat from Hamilton Yankees, which, as I say, is the short result of the season, they can't find a player who took part in the match to speak to the press. So they go to Andy Halliday, an unused sub. And he has to speak up for those who are struck dumb. And even before the game began, we had the farce surrounding the match programme in which the captain, James Tavernier, explains that Rangers basically don't have the bottle for this. Now, match programmes like club newspapers... Are about propaganda and nothing else It was a serious mistake on somebody's part To have that in the match
1: programme at all Alex Ray, you were there Yes How would you describe it?
3: Gordon, it was uh, very hostile Particularly when uh, Hamilton uh, went to the lead They were wasteful in front of goal And from the collapse of the winter break It really has been alarming uh, I think character, mentality all have to be questioned uh, I think Hugh is absolutely right When you look at some of the performances against teams of the lower Hearts beat them twice whilst at the bottom of the table Ackies, bottom of the table, beat them as well You look at going away to places at Commander Aberdeen uh, At Ibrooks as well, losing points The whole thing has been a mess uh, Now it's actually starting to creep off the pitch as well Because when you start seeing things in, this, Hugh says, in the programme when you say pressure Teams can smell blood Against Rangers That doesn't sit right with me The fact that it actually Got into that publication Doesn't sit right with me either So you have to factor All these in The senior players I can understand Ryan Kent Over there saying Oh, we kind of Come into this game As underdogs Because I think everyone Expected Braggart To be a lot more But for that To come out of someone's mouth Someone should be Pulling my aside One of the senior players And goes You're at Rangers We do not subscribe To being underdogs I get it If you go to Barcelona You're big underdogs But in the main, you don't throw that out into the public domain. So I think there's a lot of things going on. Uh, I think the fact that Andy Halliday got through into the media the other day was embarrassing. Uh, And and that's not towards Andy. Andy stood up and gave gave his piece. However, someone who played in that game, and again, I think it's creeping into the management side of things as well, because they should identify the fans want to see someone who was on that pitch come up front and Mm -hmm. go, this is the reason why we are are, uh, culpable for this. And we have to take responsibility because, as it currently stands and now, everybody's looking for their own thing, mate. This team needs to pull together. They need to pick up a couple of results because I've been on this show for the last few weeks. You saying oh. between now and the end of the mm-hmm. season is pivotal because the longer this goes on, the bigger the question mark is over Steven Gerrard and his. Are they going to back him in the summer? Are they going to stick with him? And you need to turn these results around. Alec, if you look at Celtic, the manager gets the club, he gets the demands, he gets the job done.
2: The captain gets the club, he gets the demands, he gets the job done. Can't say that
1: about Rangers. Mark Weedy, you were on the show on Wednesday night and there was an acceptance on the phones and amongst yourself and Jim Duffy that, yes, Rangers have been in a difficult place. The form clearly isn't there. But with no disrespect to Hamilton, it's the type of fixture they would like. Home comforts, big pitch, expectant crowd, lower of the table opposition. They'll win tonight and then they'll move on and, and, and try and build from there. And then he couldn't even do that. How surprised were you?
13: I was very So I think just as we left the studio, you asked for predictions. I said 2-0 Celtic, 3-0 uh, Rangers. I said there's always a chance that either club could drop points. I said, But tonight, if any points are going to drop, it's more than likely to be. I, I, I think it's a tricky tie for Celtic but uh, honestly never ever did I see Rangers uh, losing um, to to Hamilton you look at the, at the passage of play leading up to the goal they've had a warning three seconds before it when the, you know McGregor's made a great save to put it onto the cross path and you think just clear your lines just yeah. put the ball out uh, the part but uh, listen I think Hugh and Alec have, have been over all the points and I think you know I'd, I'd like to get Alec's take on it as a yeah. former Uh, Rangers player is actually I think it's now the nitty gritty who's good enough to stay there and try and stop 10 in a row because clearly the current squad most of them aren't well it's ability mentality a mixture of both they're not good enough to beat Rangers and we've found that out now this has not been one or two games this has now been over a period of 7 or 8 weeks and it's not good enough you can't go to Hearts and uh, win a Scottish Cup tie your best chance of winning the Cup so who goes, Alec? Where does the clear-out start?
3: Go, uh, to answer your question, Mark, he could actually go across the board. The The problem he has at the moment is, if you're saying it's across the board in terms of, like you're alluding to, you can go to them all, you could say James Tavernier's comments the other day didn't help his plight. His goals, in the one, he's made a few mistakes. Hugh talked about not tracking the runner for the goal against Kilmarnock, not clearing the lines the other night. But you could look at the midfield as well. They've not been uh, where they're at. You look at the two... Wing backs, full backs, if you like, uh, and Tavenir Barisic nowhere near the level they performed it, and it looks to me as if the whole thing has become too much. Pressures became too much now. In an ideal world, Mark, you're absolutely right. You'd probably ship a lot of these guys out, but you know, you know how difficult it is. Do you start again trying to stop ten in a row? So, Steven <clears throat> Gerrard for me has to put his hat on a certain amount of them, try and I'm trying to free up some money, depending on who he sells. Midilas will be an, uh, an issue as well come the summer because of. Last year they let
13: him down in the cup. His value's s- uh, nosedive, nose which is a major problem. Yeah, he's a the bigger, He's the biggest act. And the biggest problem could be for it is try, You know what they try and do from within the club. But outside, across the city, you're now again looking at the potential, if need be. Celtic could go and say at boardroom level, we will just go and buy 10 in a row. If the manager wants it, we will bankroll three or four players at five, six, seven million quid. Now I know that's never been done, but they might just do it. This year and come the last week in the window at the end of August. Stephen Gerrard, the Rangers manager, could be looking across the city at a club which has been given a £25 million bonus to go and spend in the last week at the window. So it's not only what they do within, they had to win the league this year. For A number of reasons, and, and and they've blown it, and that could just lead to bigger problems.
3: I think, I think, but to answer you, yes, that, that's all right. Rangers can't do anything about uh, what Celtic do, Mark. They have to have a strategy now whether they're going to go with Stephen Gerrard in the summer, whether they decide to back him, whether because Stephen Gerrard's going to have to come up with some sort of plan because he has to sell it to the board going forward. We're going to get ready X, Y, and Z, we're going to j- this, generate this kind of money. The recruitment department then comes into place. Whether you're going to go forward With this plan or not Because the thing is Rangers can only look after their own ship And you're absolutely right I think most people within this studio And out at the grounds Are actually saying Who do they cut loose in the summer?
1: Roger Hannah, I'm thinking about last week's discussion At this very time Last week, seven days ago And a week is a long old time In Scottish football I'm not saying this all fell apart Within the space of a week But this time last Saturday We were full of praise for Rangers It was arguably Stephen Gerrard's Greatest result since he came to the club that we were reflecting on Braga was the topic of the conversation in Bayer Leverkusen of course later that night they go to Tynecastle, and then later that week Hamilton come visiting and although it was unravelling already domestically it accelerated it this week, didn't it?
11: Yeah, and this the scale and the speed of the decline that is perhaps the most alarming thing. I, I know what the boys are talking about, about emptying out this player and that player. There are signs in some games that the players actually aren't dreadful footballers. You know, you look at the Braga results, the other European results, some of the results against Celtic. The thing that would be, uh, alarm me more, and Mark's right about the spending potential at Celtic, is who's going to be making the decisions at Rangers? Because the chairman's not there. The chairman's stepping down. Who's going to be the chairman who's going to make a decision on the manager? There's so much at the club going awry. How is that Tavernier interview allowed to be published in a club publication? Uh, You mentioned on the pitch, the pitch is a terrible state. How's the the pitch at Ibrox been allowed to get into that condition? It's like a field. Um, Things like the players, the 11 players or 14 players, however many it was, who performed against Hamilton. One of them should have come out, and one of them should have been told to come out. There should be somebody on the staff at Rangers Football Club who tells the players, listen, you've just lost a home at Hamilton, you're happy to speak when you beat Celtic and you beat Braga, get out there and address you know, the fans through the media. So there, there are so many areas of the club in need of leadership, in need of a shake-up, but for me it all starts at the top. They need to announce what they're going to do with a chairman, they need to announce whether they want to do it, you know publicly that they're backing <coughs> Stephen Gerrard, and they they need to make big decisions now because if they suddenly wake up in July and make an appointment of a chairman in July, Celtic could be out of sight for next season already. Gordon Dill, you've been very consistent on this, where you felt right from day one, That
1: Celtic had the better squad, Celtic had the stronger squad, and therefore, how could you expect Rangers to to keep up with them? So if you, if you take the bigger picture. Maybe you're not surprised at the way things have panned out, but but you must still be surprised, as Roger said, about the the speed of this decline, how quickly it all seems to be going from bad to worse.
6: Yeah, that is a surprise, Gordon. Uh, Over a piece I've always said out of 38 games, I just don't know how you can look at the two squads and think that Rangers could outdo Celtic. I think they had too much. They had serial winners. They had guys that have been over a course in distance. Uh, just everything about them, uh, they know how to handle the pressure, but the, the dipping for them since January has been incredible, as the boys touched on. I think Steven Gerrard's at a massive crossroads as a manager. He doesn't know just now whether to come out and be critical of his players, doesn't know where to come out and the soft approach. He's got to get a handle as a football. He he is the manager of the football club. He has got to get a handle of this football club. He's got to get his hands on it. For instance, not just the players coming out and you know, um, saying their press, uh, their their match day program uh, notes and everything with absolute nonsense. He's got his coaching staff coming out, you know, and talking absolute nonsense about how the the European football suits them better and the domestic. Well, I'm sorry. You're not here to win European Sophies, it would be a a, a great bonus. You're here for your bread and butter, you're here to try and stop Celtic winning 9 and 10 in a row. So, I think there's a lot of mistakes being made, I think there's a lot of players being brought in. I've said from day one, and I don't care, I'll argue with anyone, from day one, the centre half position for me has never been resolved. They've got a terrific goalkeeper... And you build it, and the boys will tell you, it's all cliche, build your team right through the middle. Have a spine of your team. Rangers don't have that. Neil Lennon
2: uh, said something interesting, Gordon, this morning, to go back to your point about Stephen Gerrard and what he has said. Uh, I, I think he, he, he went too far at Tynecastle last weekend, where his own position was concerned. He gave everyone the, the opportunity to say, oh, Gerrard on the brink. As it said on the back of uh, Rogers' newspaper last Sunday Neil Lennon has taken entirely the opposite approach He comes in and lavishes praise on his players I know that's fairly easy to understand Given that Celtic very rarely lose But he's been a manager for 10 years And I think he's understanding the pressure of management now In a way that after two years of management Stephen Gerrard is showing that
1: he has a bit to go in that regard. Fraser Wishart, how important does the rest of the season become? And when I say important, I think most people would accept Rangers will not win a trophy. Yeah. But, but a lot a lot can still change. There, there's still time to at least save a little bit of face. Put some run, runs together, maybe get victories over Celtic, build up a belief going forward, going into next season that you can do something. But the, the flip side, that the real worrying side for Rangers fans would be that if this decline was to continue, what sort of mess would would that leave by the end of the season?
9: Well, I think it was a super scoreboard a couple of weeks ago with Hugh and with, with callers talking about Steven Gerrard and his future, and, and, and you know we we kind of dismissed it saying you know there's there's. There's uh, finishing second in the league, and there's finishing second in the league. We, you know, I was saying that if, if it was very close, then uh, then I don't think you can question Stephen Gerrard's position. But if I gets to 15 points and they're knocked out of the cup early, then then people will start asking questions, and that is what is happening but Stevens Gerrard's got to concentrate on the games and you're absolutely spot on they'll get games against Celtic coming up Celtic will be aiming to beat them and try and win the league before the split and if the points total gets bigger and bigger and Rangers don't give them myself a shake then, then that will really cause a terrible end to, to, to the season but they're going to have a test I mean, tomorrow against Ross County you're now thinking that's going to be a real test because Ross County will put the pressure on the back four, who, who have been shaky and made mistakes and, and lacking in confidence, like Mackay and Erwin and Ross Stewart, the people like that, they'll play simple football they'll get the ball into the danger areas and test this team with fragile confidence and that's the biggest test for Steven Gerrard is how does he lift these players because they are a better team than they've shown recently and uh, they, they've got to go and show it and, and how do you give players confidence, it's almost impossible for a manager to do that, it's up to the players themselves just to knuckle down and then come out with a, a performance and a strong performance and they've done it from time to time, and we're in Braga. That was a strong, powerful defensive performance where they felt they were in total control. Then they come back and they lose to the team at the bottom of the table. I know watching Hearts, big club, big ground, better team than bottom of the table, but they were bottom of the table. They then lost to this team in second bottom as well in, in midweek and didn't score a goal. So we have to get back on track quickly The league's gone The cup's gone But they can make salvage something of it Rather than just letting it Get worse and worse And, and being a, a huge gap Between themselves and, and Celtic at the end of the season
4: Yeah Fraser I, th- I think you're right They've had some top performances And you know that I think they outplayed Celtic In the cup final Although they didn't win They beat Celtic at Ibrox uh, A bit in upon At um, Celtic Park Their form in Europe Has been very very good I think There's been a lot of individual errors recently, which has cost Rangers matches. And, and Gordon mentioned there he doesn't know, Stephen Gerrard doesn't know whether to be critical of them or not. But I think it's hard to be critical when it's such individual errors. Like, obviously, the players are not out there, they're not trying to make mistakes. So, if they have made a mistake, he's probably had a right goal in the changing room, but he's not going to come out and and criticise them, you know, constantly every single week. And but individual he errors. He has
1: been quite critical, has he not? I thought yeah, that's yeah, it's sort what of a questioned lot of
4: a bottle. He's, he's looking for a spark, but so. But the individual error ones, It's a difficult one to manage If you're just going to come out And, and continually criticise them And you know This same group of players With the exception of Hadji Had Rangers competing You know pre-Christmas And you know the demise Has been has been very very quick
1: Okay we'll park it there If you're interested in the English Premier League it finished Liverpool 2 Bournemouth 1 That title getting very very close For Jürgen Klopp's side We're going to go back around the grounds Building up to the 3 o'clock games next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Hugh Evans, Craig Beattie, and Alex Ray in the studio, the top team all around the grounds. And we're building up to kickoffs, which are less than 15 minutes away. We will go back to Celtic Park for an extended preview. So let's go around the rest of the grounds and check in what's happening. First of all, Tynecastle, the venue for Hearts against Motherwell. Hearts have had a couple of false dawns this season Fraser, do you think the fans going along there today The home fans will believe that this is the start of something It's back-to-back wins against top flight opposition For the first time in 13 months That, that shows you how bad they've been uh, But also the size of the achievement over
4: the last week
9: Yeah, i it's been my terrible 12 months Never mind this season for, for Hearts towards the end of last season as well It was a huge collapse in, in, in the league form And uh, you know, the confidence I we was talking about earlier on about the Rangers players, when it's fragile, it can easily go again. And if they start to get this game poorly and Mother will get on top and we've got a goal ahead, then we'll see see what the fans expect of them. But uh, they haven't won. I think I think Rangers and, and Hibs are the only teams they've beaten since the start of November. But they have got a good squad. You're looking around their team as well. So the fans quite rightly are expecting more from their team. I think Liam Boyce has been a good sign when we just try to protect him, he's got a slight injury, so them and now the team. Stephen Naysmith coming back has made a big difference as well Wozniak and uh, Damur all of a sudden beginning to dominate midfield but uh, this will be a tough one today because Motherwell have been and are in third place but they are the third best team in the country that I've seen this season and they have real pace in key areas they're strong in that midfield area Alan Campbell getting a couple of goals Midfield as well David Tumbles on the bench coming back this will be a really tough game for Hearts and uh, they began to look a bit more like a team I think in the the more recent games they looked like they didn't quite know when to press what the manager was wanting clearly they want a high tempo pressing game but they're pressing all the time and teams are passing by them and and you think back to Hamilton Aki's game here 2-0 up young Jimmy Hamilton gets sent off which was overturned but wrongly they got a huge break to get back into that game and and get a point and sometimes that can just turn the season around but they seem to know what they're doing the last couple of games they've been really good they at the right time to look full of energy and this will be a, a, a difficult game for Motherwell as well so I think a cracking game ahead, I actually do think Motherwell might just get
1: the three points by the odd goal Let's go to Pataudre Dave Galloway is keeping an eye on Aberdeen against Hibs and Dave you referenced quite rightly earlier on Aberdeen's miserable home form in the league does that then become a challenge t- to play at home if that makes sense you're used to having home advantage but d- does it start working against you do the fans get a bit restless do the players have an added nervousness when you can't seem to win at home
12: yeah I, I think it's uh, exactly as you've uh, said Gordon you know watching Aberdeen's previous home games They've not all been bad, but, you know, the, the only one that was that was a really good performance was uh, the Celtic one and Aberdeen lost the game, trying to win the game. The other matches were down to uh, poor decision making. And, yeah, there does certainly seem to be a, a great uh, nervousness about the team. Unlike away from home, there's much, much more of a, a, a freedom. You know, Aberdeen have won... Overall, if you look at Aberdeen's league record, they've won just one of the previous six games. uh, Three defeats and two draws has to be said as well. Hibs, they're not exactly pulling up trees either, are they? Two wins, two draws and two defeats. Consistency is key, I would say, for either team if they're to have any hope of overhauling Motherwell um, to grab third place but you know both these two are capable of serving up some really entertaining football hopefully this will be an exciting encounter today
14: let's hear from Derek McInnes cup games are always pressure games cup games are always
1: like I say that would help if that was the right Derek McInnes clip I'll move you swiftly on to hear from Jack Ross looking ahead to this one
9: you can get caught up in noise um, very easily nowadays because such as the world we live in that the fallout from from any result of performance good or bad doesn't disappear very quickly because just how, how the, the frequency information that's available and the frequency opinion that's out there. So we, we were, I mean, that message was we stressed to them immediately. But at that time the emotions are raw because it's it's so hard. I, mean, I mentioned this post match, it was really just it was really hurting. But when you you come back in in the coming days, it, it it doesn't disappear because it still bothers them. But you then start to refocus on the next game, which is a big game for us. So and the opportunity to remind them of how good they've been in terms of the form and results has been there, and they've reacted well.
14: A tough game I think certainly Middle to front I think Jack's got a really good Squad of players there um, You know They carry threat I know McNulty Misses a game But You know with Boyle coming back um, um, Just as Jack committed a job And Boyle coming back in To full fitness he's, he's such an important player And a key player In the Premier League Martin Boyle And Doyle's is scoring goals And they've got good Midfield options So um, I think whatever team Comes up uh, To play against us Whatever the team line Comes in there, there is a, a, a feeling there that there's good players up against us trying to win a game and, you know, Aberdeen and Hibs has always been a good fixture. We've had a decent record against them. What are your final thoughts ahead of Hamilton?
1: Kilmarnock, Roger Hannah? just looking at the form this season, no team has lost more away games than Kilmarnock's obviously suggesting, well, more than suggesting that they don't travel particularly well, but, I wonder if their fans will be buoyed by the fact that Eamon Brophy looks to have found his shooting boots again seven goals in his last eight games
11: Yeah, it's been good I just wonder if Steve Clark might give him a nod for the squad for the game against Israel at the end of the month he's in that kind of form and I think Alec Dyer adding Nicky Kabamba up top with him since the January transfer window has undoubtedly helped him support from Chris Burt once he support the other side from Rory McKenzie will make his 250th appearance for hometown club Kilmarnock this afternoon so Kelly, they, they do plenty sort of play, play for if results go their way today as we say Gordon there will only be a point I off the top six that would be quite an achievement for Alec Dyer if he could get them back into the top six but for Hamilton there's so much more to play for they haven't had back to back wins I don't think the league all season they won at Ibrox on Wednesday night a historic victory for the football club they will want to use that as a platform to, to climb away from the drop zone St Mirren don't get anything at Celtic Park today and Aki's win they will be out of the relegation zone and that would be quite a remarkable achievement for Brian Rice here is Brian Rice
1: every game
13: in the Premier League is back for us for Hamilton to be in the Premier League is massive you know and trying to stay there is very very difficult when it's my first full season here uh, and we're trying to, I'm trying to build something that's going to last for a right few years uh, and also trying to stay in the league at the same time and the the injuries we've had this year has made it even more difficult but we're hanging in there we're hanging in we were bought in the league when we went to Ibrox and walked away nobody bought in the league no many teams will do that so great credit to the
1: boys And we just hope that we can kick on Here's Massimo Donati speaking on behalf of Kulmarnik this week
13: And now they are doing well They are a, a very organised team uh, they the same, they, they run a lot they, they play always 100% It's not, it's not easy to play against And uh, We try when we play that, that We lose one game there And we draw here And we know it uh, could be a, a very a tough game but at the same time if if we do what we know and uh, I think we can do a good game
1: Just finally into the championship for Dundee United against Partick Thistle I'm going to lay that challenge down again to Lauren Shankland Mark Guidi, it's one of our favourite stats on the show. He never goes more than two games in a row without scoring, and he has done at the moment. So this would be the third game. I had to scroll back quite some time. He's not gone three in a row without scoring since the end of 2018. So there's Whoa. the challenge for Lauren Shankland this afternoon.
13: Well, isn't it? As I said at the top as well, Patrick Thistle. You know, for the last five games, they haven't scored, which is most enlightening, as you say, too, for Shankland. He's on 28 goals. will even get to 30 this afternoon, Gordon. You. Yeah you wouldn't put it past them, Dundee United will fancy their chances today, like I say, there's nine games to go, and uh, you know, depending on how things were they, they, they could have the title uh, wrapped up with, with, with maybe five games of the season left, which, which would give them a nice end to the season then, it's all about Robbie Nielsen trying to shape things for next season, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go along to you. I don't think he will go three games without scoring I'll take Shanklin to score today and Dundee United to win, but uh, you know, Patrick Thistle too, they need to keep Hanging in there. I think if you do to offer them um, second bottom just now at the end of the season, I think probably McCall would take it. There
1: we go. Brilliant afternoon in store. Kickoffs fast approaching, and we're back to Celtic Park next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Full time Tannadice in the Championship. Let's hear from Mark Weedy.
0: Full time,
13: Dundee United one. Uh, Partick Thistle one, and a great point for the Jags as they bid to try and beat the drop, but for the home team, another stuttering performance and result, as they now look as though they're going to stumble towards the title, Thistle in the ninth minute should have taken the lead uh, Zach Ruddon down the left hand side squared it to Brian Graham he had a one on one against Benji seagrest and from 8 yards out the goalkeeper made a good block Tamar then had a free header inside the 6 yard box again saved by the United goalkeeper and after that Dundee United took control of the first half they got a deserved goal in the 19th minute it was a disaster though for young Reese Cole, he gifted possession to uh, Dylan Powers and from 20 yards out, he curled a right-foot shot into the top left-hand corner of Scott Fox's net. Just before half-time, Fox been a good save to deny Peter Pollitt. And then, in the 50th minute, the Jags got their equaliser. It was a foul by uh, Paul Watson inside the box. He brought down a young Tommy Robson referee, Mike Roncon, rightly pointed to the spot and Stuart Bannigan made no mistake to make it one each. After that, Dundee United pounded the Partick Thistle goal, but Scott Fox was in top form to uh, deny uh, Shankland and uh, Bingham and Pollock and McMullen. They made three or four top saves. It was a frustrating day for Dundee United and for their manager, Robbie Nielsen. He was booked in the 69th minute for descent. So, a good point for Partick Thistle but not so for Dundee United but they do remain top of the table and cruising towards the championship full time at Tyre Dundee United 1 Partick Thistle 1
1: and has finished at Celtic Park let's get the verdict from Gordon Diehl and Andrew McLean
5: Celtic 5, St Mirren 0, the full-time score from Celtic Park, and Lee Griffiths backed his first hat-trick for four years to give the home side a convincing victory here today, he opened the scoring 18 minutes in thanks to some good work from his strike partner, Edward Curl the lovely ball in behind the St Mirren defence Griffiths was unmarked as he made his run into the six-yard box, and it was a nice first-time finish to send him and Celtic on their way. St Mirren goalkeeper Hladke was tested a couple of times before being beaten again and this was a fantastic goal just before the break. Griffiths with great feet at the edge of the box. A quick one-two with Tom Rogic as he broke through and Griffiths with a calm finish to play it off the inside of the post and into the back of the net. They continued to press after half-time and 54 minutes in it was Edward who got in on the act he received the ball in a tight area in the box, he switched it onto his left foot and he buried it into the bottom corner for three, Griffiths had been pressing hard for his hat-trick and it came with 15 minutes to go he let the ball run onto his left foot 20 yards out, fired low past Baclav Padke and that was his third of the afternoon. And they topped it off with a late penalty as well. El Hamid was fouled in the box. Cal McGregor setting the goalkeeper up the wrong way from 12 yards out and rounded off the afternoon. They now move 16 points clear of Rangers at the top of the table. The full-time score from Celtic Park is Celtic 5 St Mirren nil. Gordon Diel, Celtic extending a lead at the top of the table, but it's all about Lee Griffiths here this afternoon.
6: Yeah, a very comfortable one for Celtic this afternoon. It was easy street, you've got to say. They totally controlled the game from start to finish. I think Neil Lennon will be delighted with the form of Griffiths. Three goals, he's walking round the pitch with the match ball up his jumper. Uh, that'll go home with him tonight and deservedly so because he worked for it and uh, some of his finished specs, his second goal was terrific, I've got to say. St Martin really, they were up against it from the start. When you come up against the quality and then you see the substitutes that Celtic can bring on, uh, you know, Christie, Elianusi, people like that, it was just too much for them. Clean sheet as well. Uh, St man really never tasted Fraser Foster. But all credit goes to uh, Celtic. Terrific performance. I did say there would be goals. 5-0. And my super scoreboard man of match this afternoon must be that man Lee Griffiths. 16
5: points clear, Ali Griffiths trick. the full-time score at Celtic Park this afternoon is Celtic
11: 5 to mirren It's full-time in Hamilton against Kilmarnock, Roger Ha. Hamilton, Aki's 1, Kilmarnock now, what a week for Brian Rice's Aki's back-to-back wins, back-to-back clean sheets, 6 points in 3 days they are out of the relegation zone tonight and they did it all with 10 men and a last-minute penalty winner from Marius Ogompo. they could have been behind inside, 4 minutes Look, Southwood forced to make a terrific save from Chris Burke, after he'd been played in by Eamon Brophy. An even better save, though, at the other end to deny Ngompo three minutes later. Stuart Finlay aired with a back header that was shot to the goalkeeper, taken down by Ngompo, but his shot brilliantly saved by Brinescu. Aki's almost ahead again in 17 minutes. David moyo the midweek match winner, Ibrox, heading over from Lewis Smith's cross on the right-hand side. Injury problems for Rice before the break. He lost Jamie Hamilton. To injury after 21 minutes. Michael Miller coming on. And Alec Gogic slotting into the back four. He then lost Blair Alston from the midfield engine room before the break. With Will Collar coming on. Agonpo he headed wide from Alan McGowan's cross just before the break. And had an effort blocked early in the second half. With his rebound saved by Brinescu. Substitute Miller was booked, the first of his two bookings in 67 minutes for a foul, and Stevie O'Donnell and like at that stage were really pushing for a winner, Stuart Finlay had a shot deflected inches wide of Southwood's post after 67 minutes, and a rear break at the other end, Brunescu was caught under a cross, a gompo won an aerial duel with the keeper, but Sean Wan poked the loose ball just over the top. Southwood at the other end, another fine save from Kirk Broadfoot's header at the back post after a corner after 76 minutes. The game seemed to be going in Kumarlik's favour at that stage, even more so 60 seconds later when referee Willie Collum flashed a second yellow card at Miller for a foul and Chris Burke down at the corner flag. Former Aki striker, Eamon Brophy, he was wide from Stephen O'Donnell's cross to the near post after 85 minutes. It was all Kelly at this stage, but then on the break, in the last minute, Agompo went down. Broadfoot and Finlay seemed to converge on him in the box. I'm not sure what one actually caught his ankle. He went down, Colin pointed to the spot, and Ogompo kept his composure to smash the ball in at the corner despite Brinescu's best efforts. A terrific win for Aki's this week. Terrific second win for Akis this week. Unsurprisingly, super scoreboard man in a match. He won the penalty. He took the penalty. He scored the penalty. Marius Agonpo. Hamilton won. Kelly nil. He's finished at Dre, Dave Galloway.
12: Aberdeen 3, Hibbs won the final score, uh, almost an early opener for Hibbs, McGinn crossed from the right for Doidge and Lewis saved his close range header magnificently the visitors showing plenty attacking intent but Aberdeen went close when Ferguson's first time effort from McLennan's cutback was just off target, Kennedy then bundled McGinn's cross narrowly past the post but Hibbs went close again when Gullen charged clear of the Don's defence and looked certain to score but Lewis again made an Another fine save this time with his outstretched leg McGinn almost did the trick for Aberdeen with a whipped in corner that Marciano uh, tipped over the cross But Hibbs took the lead after 39 minutes Allen's fine through ball Dodge was onto it in a flash uh, with home defenders claiming onside the striker just strode on rounded Lewis and slotted home from a tight angle loud Don claim, Don's claims uh, for a penalty they were waved aside when Ferguson went down after grappling with Doherty Derek McInnes his men again booed off the Petteri pitch at half time but what a turnaround after the interval 10 minutes into the second half Hibs were down to 10 men Whitaker uh, getting a second yellow card for a rather wild lunch on Ferguson Aberdeen equalised on 64 minutes McGinn crossed and Jackson deflected the ball into his own net two minutes later the Dons were ahead McGinn with the corner kick stabbed in at the far post from all of two yards by Andy Considine Maine made it 3-1 after 83 minutes burying the loose ball after a Crawford's shot was charged down so it's finished Aberdeen 3 Hibs 1 Mike Clyde 1 super scoreboard man of the match Niall McGinney set up 2 of the Dons goals today
1: It's finally finished at Tynecastle. Fraser Wishart,
12: Hearts 1 Motherwell 1 a tough
1: uncompromising
9: game no quarter given these two powerful teams and a few injuries in this game hence the reason for six minutes stoppage time but probably a fair result Chris Long had given Motherwell a lead at half time and the guys equaliser four minutes into the second half through Connor Washington that long goal separated the teams he charged down a Halkett clearance he was through one and one with the goalkeeper rounded the goalkeeper and a really smart finish on the angle as Halkett tried to get back to clear it off the line a clever piece of play by Sean Clare was the closest for the home side Mark Gillespie the goalkeeper from Motherwell, came out to these box to chest the ball down clearance only to halfway line Clear lobbed everybody, but Alan Campbell got back to chest the ball down and clear. Hearts, so the mother deserved that lead at half time, but Hearts made a change at half time. Boyce on for Bozanich, Naismith into midfield, and immediately got that impact in 49 minutes. Naismith burst onto a pass from deep. Vast a couple of challenges Got to the byline Cut the ball back And Connor Washington From six yards Seifed into the empty net It was now Hearts on top Really testing The mother old defence The way defence Stood up well And a very competitive game A few tasty challenges Aarons and Damour Yellow carded Boys shot over from 25 yards, Washington's pace, causing real problems, but they couldn't create any clear cut chances to test Galewski. At the other end, Motherwell dangerous on the break. Polworth header beaten out by Zlamal, and Maguire rebounds straight at the goalkeeper. And his motherwell looked the more likely to score Gallagher with a free header. He should have headed, that goal should have done really much better, but headed over the bar. Long flicked the header inches wide before Zlamal kept the scores level. With a magnificent diving save to his left from a left foot shot from Jermaine Hilton from 20 yards and he's moved into the 6 minutes of stoppage time chances for Hearts to win the match Washington got to the byline the right fired it across the 6 yard box Stephen Naismith all had to do was get good contact to score completely miss kicked with the goal eyes mercy and then just on the full time whistle Boyce did exactly the same Naismith got to byline whipped the ball back 12 yards out and Boyce again missed kicking when he could have scored to give Hearts that victory Hearts still bottom on the table a huge game against St Mirren coming up this midweek my super score Overman of the match, Stephen Nesbitt, the Hearts skipper, drove his team forward at all times and set up the equalising goal. Full time at Tynecastle, Hearts one, Motherwell
1: one, and that's that. Now it's over to you. Your chance to have your say on this weekend's big talking points, Celtic fans. What about that man, Lee Griffiths? It's been a long old road for him. He's fully back, surely now, with a hat-trick his first in four years. Quite simply, what did you make of his performance? What about the picture at the top? 16 points now, the gap between Celtic and Rangers. Rangers playing in the Highlands tomorrow. So Rangers fans, can you come back tomorrow? Can you bounce back? What sort of team... Should Stephen Gerrard pick? Let's hear from as many of you as possible. If you're just on your way out of a game, Partick Thistle fans, what about the picture at the bottom of the Championship? Share of the spoils at Tynecastle? Hamilton Aki's doing it again. Another comeback looks to be another great survival bid, I should say. Looks to be on the cards. 0141 951 1025. Call us right now, and we could be speaking to you next.
0: Clyde 1, Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Full time in the Scottish Premiership. Aberdeen 3, Hibs 1, Celtic 5, St Mirren 0. Hamilton Ackies one, Kilmarnock nil, Hearts one, Motherwell one, and St Johnston one, Livingston nil in the Championship. Allowa two, Inverness nil, Air United nil, Dundee nil, Dundee United one, Partick Thistle one, Dunfermline one, Queen of the South one, and Morton one, Arbroath one in Scottish League One. It's Airdrie one, East five nil, Clyde two, Dumbarton nil, Falkirk three, Peterhead nil, Montrose four, Stranraer one, and Raith Rovers two. Forford Athletic 1 in Scottish League 2 Annan nil, Cowdenbeath nil, Cove Rangers 3, Brecon City 2, Edinburgh City 3, Albion Rovers 0, Elgin City 3, Stirling Albion 1, and Stenhousemuir Muir 0, Queens Park 0 in the English Premier League, Liverpool 2, Bournemouth 1, Arsenal 1 West Ham 0, Crystal Palace 1 Watford 0, Sheffield United 1, Norwich 0, Southampton 0, Newcastle 1. And Wolves nil Brighton nil It's your chance To have your say 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB And Twitter Gordon DL Hugh Keevans Craig BT, And Alex Ray All here And all waiting To take your calls Well
2: Lee Griffiths Obviously hogs the headlines With the first hat-trick In four years Celtic score five There is no upside To being out of Europe It would be Less than truthful If you said there was But at least Celtic now have a week in which to rest and get ready for the biggest league game of the season, the game against Rangers at Ibrox, a week tomorrow. And they go into their rest period and their preparatory period uh, in very fine fettle because on top of everything that they have done recently, domestically, to win 5 nothing against us at Mirrenside, to do not shed goals... Uh, it's a very good afternoon's work for them. And now, the 16 point lead, all the pressure moves on to Stephen Gerrard and to his Rangers players. There is no hiding place tomorrow.
1: No excuse. They have to win. Seems like a good place to start, Celtic fans. How would you rate Lee Griffiths' performance today? He scores a hat trick, his first in four years. Is that going to be enough to keep him in the Celtic team For the foreseeable Because he's been in and out in the last couple of weeks Is it going to be enough to get him back In the Scotland squad in the coming weeks as well And what about you Rangers fans What does Dingwall have in store for you tomorrow Give us your predictions Give us your team lineup suggestions Motherwell fans, you hold on to third for now Aberdeen closing the gap And Hamilton, Ackies What a result that is at the bottom Let's go straight to the phones 01419511025 Paul is a Celtic fan on the line. Talk to us about Lee Griffiths, Paul.
15: Uh, hi, Gordon. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Uh, job done, really. Come back complete. Uh, scored three strikers goals. Nothing to... Uh, no big long-range shots. We intricate passes. It was great, and he could have had more. So, I'm eating my words. I never thought he'd come back as good as this, but I'm more than delighted to say it. Lee Griffiths
1: as well and truly back. Gordon Dale describe the goals to us.
6: Well, the first one's a, a ball in from Edward and uh, as I say, I need to see it again, I'm giving it a benefit to Gordon, but he was in acres of space. All the St players just looked at him. He was about six yards out and he just coolly slotted the past the goalkeeper. The second one's a terrific goal. He picks the ball up, he's still a lot to do. He moves it between his left and right fo- uh, feet, plays a nice one-two with Tom Rogic. So the goalkeeper comes out, dives at his feet and he just dinks it over him and then third goal for me is a typical Lee Griffiths goal you can imagine it just on the edge of the 18 yard box it comes he takes on his left foot and he drills it into the far corner I thought today he looked very sharp he was unlucky not to get his heart out just after half time I thought he'd have got on the end of a terrific ball in from the right hand side but I I just thought he looked back to his best And, and my big question Gordon is without going back and an and old school, but you look at Copenhagen, for instance. Here, I can't understand why when Neil Lennon goes with this formation, that Griffiths doesn't play Livingston again. I don't know if it's a pitch or whatever, or, or maybe just the way they bring them along, and mm. obviously prove to Davies' hearts out. But when they play the three-five-two, for me, the two centre forwards have got to be Edward and Griffiths guaranteed they will score your goals and it helps Edward because he likes to drop into the area between the midfield and the defenders he likes to link up the play now he likes to turn, he likes to go uh, defences, causes on problems, whereas Griffiths plays on the shoulder all the time so defenders are frightened to get in there because they know Griffiths is just going to get behind them and score a goal. But I've got to say, his overall play was very, very good and his finishing was terrific. Hugh,
1: we all know the story by now. I mean, he managed to get up and running in some of the qualifiers in, in the opening games of the league, scored a couple of goals, but Lee Griffiths played no football in September, October, most of November. The real question marks at that point as to, as to whether he would play at that level again. He's... Forced his way back into the team And as the cliche says He's been like a new signing since January yeah. He admits himself
2: That the those doubts existed Over whether he would come back at all Or whether he could come back Resembling anything like The player he was at his peak Now Paul on the line Has been to the game Has witnessed today's performance And says categorically Lee Griffiths is back Well Paul I don't need to tell you the absolute proof of that, perhaps, will come a week tomorrow.
7: Well, goal, uh, go on, that
1: Paul.
15: Well, I, that, if we play, I expect him to play. I would like him to play. I think that. Uh, I mean, it's turned out a wee bit the the goal the the points deficit is is much more than it looked to be, but I think uh, Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon's idea was bringing Lee back in with the, the intent of playing him in the uh, the the Rangers game. So I really hope he does because uh, it just brings a totally different dynamic to the team. Edward and uh, Edward and Griffiths up front that's that's the strongest partnership
1: How much do point gaps matter to you, Paul? I mean it- I get it. Every Celtic fan's going to want it to be as much as possible. But, but in terms of a, you know, that real appetite to, to go and stretch it as much as possible, how much does that stuff matter to you personally?
15: Eh, it's just it's a wee bit of icing on the cake, isn't it? I mean, I'm not bothered. I just want them to win the league. I just I just want them to wrap up nine as, as quick as they can and get ready for next season. Eh, i um I'm no a major gloater. I don't. I'm. I'm more interested in Celtic than anybody so else. I'm not into rub salt and swings well, that's,
2: that's a magnanimous attitude to take from Paul.
1: Uh, if he might be in the minority, yeah. <laughs> but but,
2: but, but he, he can only speak for himself and be true to himself. If Celtic were to go to Ibrox a week tomorrow and win, Paul and his fellow Celtic fans would then be able to look at a specific date on the calendar. And say Celtic could win the league on that date. Uh, that for me would be the importance
1: of the game at Ibrox. What is, what was the bigger picture regarding the partnership, like Gordon? How was the link up today? It obviously, works because Lee Griffiths gets three and Edward gets one. But I'm talking about you know throughout the balance of play.
6: Well, the first goal sums it up, Gordon. Edward gets the ball. He knows where Griffiths is, and the timing of his runs. I say at the beginning, I looked at it and I thought. Surely he's offside, but off, uh, the the assistant referee's got a great view of it. So he's obviously timed his run to perfection. Edward knows he's timing his run to perfection. Plays a great ball into him, and Griffiths get the easiest chance in the world, and he just puts it by the goalkeeper. But I, I go back to it. when you're looking at this formation and Celtic play up uh, two up top. Griffiths and Edward are your two. They're your best two. I don't care about El Elianousi or anybody else that plays there. You have got to play Edward and Griffiths. They'll score your goals. They'll meet your goals. They work uh, very well with each other. And let me say, if I score a hat trick here today and I'm playing against Rangers next week and I'm not playing, I'm chomping the manager's door all day long. So I'd expect Lee Griffiths to play next week at Ibrox.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point There's got a lot of build-up to that game to come We'll pick teams and all the rest of it throughout the week Keep the calls coming Thanks to Paul and Kirk and Tillich 01419511025 You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB Between now and six We're going to take more of your calls We'll squeeze in some of the manager reaction As it starts to reach us as well But let's speak to Brian In East Bride As a Celtic fan Brian, how happy are you after that today? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm absolutely delighted, yeah what in particular are you again one of these who's expected the three five two, hopes for the three five two and then you know, you've seen it work today?
16: Yeah, yeah, you know something see since the turn of the year when Celtic have played this three five two formation. I mean, I'm a big, big fan of uh, Edward and Griffiths, but see when the two of them play up front themselves. Edward is great up front himself, but he's so much more effective when he's got Griffiths in front of him and he's able to run at defenders, you know how quick his feet is. And uh, we just look so much better. And I was just quite frustrated when Neil Lennon went back to, like in the Livingston game on Wednesday there and the Copenhagen when he went back to the one up front. Celtic struggle a wee bit to score playing that formation. So this team's kind of sort of know that's a normal formation they play. But when they go back and play the three five two,
1: I mean, they're scoring three and four goals at least nearly every game they play. And I just hope he plays it next weekend. Yeah, I mean, Gordon Dale, when you look at Odds Edward. I mean, he, cl- he clearly is a goal scorer. He's got twenty-eight mm-hmm. goals in all competitions this season. He's clearly a goal scorer, but he, he's every bit as good at being a link-up player. And, and actually, in the, the opening stages of his Celtic career, it maybe looked like that was his strength: was getting the ball and, and bringing others into play. So, what a nice combination that could be for Neil Lennon if he's he's got Lee Griffiths on fire up alongside him.
6: Yeah, I think the partnership uh, works very well, Gordon. Because as I highlighted. Edward has improved immensely on that part of his game, there's no doubt in that. When he comes off defenders, as I say, just in the line between midfield and defence, he picks the ball up and when he turns at defenders you can see the fear, uh, the fear in their faces, whereas Griffiths likes to play along the line. He's not as comfortable coming in there. He's not the link-up guy. He he's a guy that makes the runs in behind and gets on the end of things coming in from the the, the 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 wings. But Edward, I think, has been absolutely tremendous, and he does look a lot better with a partner. And that partner, for me, and I, will argue to the cows come home, must be Lee Griffiths. And since January, I think they've been working on it, and that's why I go back to you. it. Still surprises me that the you know the big game against Copenhagen here they went well, you know, They went well, you know, see, against Livingston. They may look at the pitch or whatever. I don't know what the situation was. But when you're wanting goals, you're wanting to win games, I think your best bet is having Edward and Griffiths. You go and ask any defence anywhere in Scotland and say, look, what, what two would you not rather play? It would be Edward and Griffiths. Brian, do you think he's made
1: himself undroppable for that Rangers game next week?
6: Absolutely. Yeah,
16: absolutely. If you want to go to Ibrox, Next week, like I agree a hundred percent with Gordon Dale. I've been saying to my friends for weeks now. When we go this two up front, Celtic look almost unstoppable. now, and I just sincerely hope that Neil Lennon has the gumption to play that formation next week. I, I'm always wary of maybe going back to one because away from home, Ibrooks is a difficult fixture at the best of times. But I think Celtic could win by a margin if they go with two up front next week, and uh, Griffiths and Edward, obviously the two. Brian, and
4: obviously, Gordon's at the game. We get the game as well, Brian, yeah? I wasn't, not, not
16: today,
4: again. not today, no. no. My, my opinion, and sort of Edward, see, when I watch him playing, I think he's such a threat and he, he poses so much of a threat that he actually attracts more than one player at a time. So, see, when the ball gets played into his feet, I think subconsciously, the defensive team actually two and three players get drawn into him, creating so much space for other players. And that I think that's one of the main strengths that. Yes, he, he, he's, he's formidable to play against But he actually attracts more attention than, than he probably Than, you know Opposition managers would like Allowing space for other players Is that part of the success of the, the combination, Alex? Yeah. Because you can't really
1: leave someone like Eduard one-on-one no. Um so if you attract two men to him, Who else is picking up Lee yeah, Griffiths you Just know? a fear factor when he gets the ball Yeah, And I think it, we've always known he's a finisher Lee Griffiths Yeah,
3: yeah. when when he drops in it creates a space Gordon Because what he does is Players get dragged into that Kind of area which they don't want to Once he gets on the half turn He just drops the shoulder And then he's looking to probe And pass balls into to Griffiths And I think that's a combination However I take all the callers points on board In terms of since the turn of the year Going to that back three But if you go prior to the winter break Celtic only oh, lost one or two games in about 20 You know, one game was in clutch when they checked There's a massive turnaround of players So they're very flexible They can go with both mm. shapes And they're relatively comfortable
1: Thank you very much Brian and East bride Let's get the take from Stephen and Bishop Briggs Hi Stephen
17: Yeah, how you doing? Not bad, how are you? Yeah, good thanks Just out of the Celtic game Thought it was a brilliant performance It was just really enjoyable to watch It was a horrible day at Parkhead <clears> But <throat> no, I thought they played so well just so great to see Lee Griffiths playing brilliantly as well. He really deserves it. He's been in such a journey, and I felt like even after he third goal, he was still screaming for the ball. He's got such a hunger and such a desire to, to keep scoring and keep trying. And it was just a really great performance from us. And it's only really a matter of time now until the week's over.
1: This one even had the Celtic fans conflicted. Stephen, I'm sure they would they would admit it. Even Celtic fans stop. Maybe, maybe there is no way back for Lee Griffiths. Maybe some people did always see it coming. What, what was your own? take on it a few months ago, did you see him getting back to this level so quickly?
17: No not at all, I, th- I thought he was finished at Celtic to be honest, I thought when he started to come back his match sharpness just wasn't there and I, mm-hmm. I just didn't the, the fact that he's, he's came to the fore so quickly is amazing I thought Odds Eduard was outstanding as well and the two of them linking up, especially for that first goal the vision from Eduard to pick him out and it was just amazing and it's great to see like getting back to two up front, I know quite a few teams in the Premiership are doing it and I'm glad Celtic's one of them because it gives you so much more options and it's much more enjoyable to watch.
1: Was there, any- just was there anything else that jumped out for you, Stephen? Because Griffiths is an Edward that's you know the obvious, the headline grabber, and, and rightly so. Was there anything else, anyone else that did anything of note?
17: Carl McGregor and Scott Brown played really well as well, but you almost just come to expect that from them. They're consistently a 7 or an 8 out of 10, and it was the same today. Scott Brown was outstanding, breaking up play as well, um, but the, the strikers would always get the kind of headlines. Um, but the whole team's playing well just now. It's really difficult to pick out individuals. Greg Taylor is maybe slightly below par. I, I don't know that he's particularly a winger. I think his, his final ball was lacking a wee bit if you were being overly critical. But in general, it's just a really good performance and it puts you in such a good place with Ibrox next yeah. weekend.
2: One last word on the, the Lee Griffith situation. I think that he is greatly helped by having Neil Lennon as the manager because Neil Lennon understands where... Lee Griffiths has been. And I'm not trying to dramatize a situation here, but Neil Lennon in the past has spoken about issues that he's had to deal with. And I think if Lee Griffiths can go to a manager who fully understands what he is going through, and that manager brings him back to be the player that he was before these personal issues took over his life. And also To restore him as a person I think Neil Lennon has to be given the men's credit For where he is today With Lee Griffiths And I fully understand What Gordon Deal is talking about If Lee Griffiths scores a hat-trick today And is not in the team to play against Rangers He's entitled to use that lovely expression
1: You're having a laugh (laughs) Gordon, Stephen also picked out the likes of Scott Brown And Callum McGregor For praise That's Callum McGregor's 13th goal of the season That's the most he's ever got In a single campaign for Celtic With a couple of months left And we know about his You know Consistency of selection That was his 57th game of the season
4: (laughs) Yeah
6: uh, The the two of them just control The middle of the park Uh, They're such uh, Terrific footballers uh, they know how you read the game. When they got on the ball, they keep it nice and simple. They keep everything moving. I thought Scott Brown was absolutely a man today. I really did. I just, anything that me and came forward, Scott Brown was over covering. I'll tell you what I think a big plus for Celtic was. And nobody will have noticed it. Uh, you know, I like to look at things. Elhamed, come on, 15 minutes to go. Got the penalty kick, he showed a terrific turn of pace, I've got to say. You're talking about quick players, my God, he is quick. And he he won the penalty kick. I think he's a very, very good player. And that just strengthened Neil Lennon's squad again. It's a good point, but
1: other people did notice that he came on, I must
6: say. Yeah, but they didn't notice impact Oh, Gordon right, OK it. You right. know, you've got to be right up there Hold on, uh, you're right, Alec We've not had a <laughs> caller on talking about it I'm bringing the fact up I've actually noticed it, Gordon. That's why you're there That's why I was a manager so for 13 paid the big years bucks. That's why he's <laughs>
1: paid, the, paid the big oh. bucks That's why he doesn't realise I can troll the mic and just <laughs> turn them off <laughs> anytime. Uh, thank you very much, Stephen and Bishop Briggs Three good calls to kick us off We're going to start hearing from today's managers Neil Lennon amongst them Coming up next
0: Side one, super scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to thompsons.com
1: Hugh Evans, Craig BT, Alex Ray and Gordon DL here You're spoiled for choice To which one of them you want to put your point to We are taking calls on all of today's games Going to hear from some of today's managers as well Neil Lennon is coming up very soon Let's hear from Andrew who's a Rangers fan in Bishopton You've had a couple of days To calm down After the Hamilton Disappointment Andrew Where are you At at the moment
18: Hi how are you doing panel uh, Thanks for having me on no Hi Andrew I'm a Rangers fan And I'm a disappointed Rangers fan I've been following the team Since we were In the third division And beyond that of course uh, This season I was very optimistic That we would Maybe win something Maybe not the week, but at least a cup, and here we are sitting in the dust once again on the park, what a shambles! And we've got a hard fixture tomorrow. I'll tell you that now. I don't know where to go for here. Everything about is is amateur hour, and I'm, I'm disgusted with signing policy. The other team, they seem to be able to pick up wee James. That boy Frampong, for for instance. I just don't know where they go from here. Stephen Gerrard doesn't seem to be able to take us forward. And, you know, we get rid of him. Who, who else do we, we we bring in?
1: You've made some interesting points to kick us off, Andrew. It's something maybe that, despite all the soul-searching, Hugh actually hasn't, I don't think, been mentioned in the last few days. Andrew sort of opens with it. Is, is part of this outcry actually because... Some Rangers fans had serious expectations What is it they say? You know, it's the hope that kills you That that, that sort of thing It's fine if you go into a season and you think We're not there We're not ready You know, I I can handle the disappointment But, But actually I think a lot of this hurt comes from An expectation that something good was in the cards Of course I had an old newspaper editor who used to say to me You only really find out about people in
2: adversity And Rangers up until December 29 Did not know adversity They were mostly along quite nicely, thank you. And on the night of December 29, they were two points behind Celtic, but with a game in hand, and therefore theoretically a point above Celtic. And adversity came with the end of the winter break, and they have not responded to adversity, which tells me the club is too big for some of them. Not for all, it's never for all, but the club is too big for some of them. And the amount of times There'll be a goal up And they lost Or drawn At Perth Something Is not right With the mentality Of some of the players As I say Celtics manager And Celtics captain You show them adversity And they respond Because from the end of the winter break Until now there have been one draw And all the rest have been victories Domestically speaking That's because they know how to do it and their counterparts
1: at Rangers are showing very definite signs that they have buckled under pressure. And then just to almost combine those two points, Gordon Andrew then has a go at the recruitment. But that takes me back to what I just said about the expectation because there was a time in the season when the Rangers fans told us that they believed Aribo was a gem and and Kamara was a gem. And I'm not blaming these guys as such for the, the downturn in form, but I'm saying that these were or guys that, we, that, that people believed were a sign that they were starting to pick up these gems and get the recruitment right, but all of a sudden, the results aren't there and, and people are now
6: questioning that. Yeah, you even go back to the biggest recruitment, when everyone was crying for uh, Ryan Kent to come back, and Rangers went out and obviously paid a lot of money, and apart from probably the uh, the Praga game, he's not really contributed a lot. I know he scored at Tynecastle, but he didn't even have an assist in a calendar year. Um, so I think that you know Rangers fans are disappointed with that. Gordon, once your your form dips, and obviously you know you're a team like Rangers, and you're not going to win silverware, people will find problems with every single thing. You know, even picking up on the Rangers captain's uh, comments in the programme will get highlighted. Everything like that gets highlighted. And I I am the same as a caller. I never thought that. Rangers had the capability With the squad that they've got Over a piece of 38 games To win a league But I did expect them And I put down on my sheet That I thought they would win Silverware Whether it be the League Cup That I fancied them for Or the Scottish Cup Unfortunately they've come up short
3: Yeah absolutely I think uh, you can understand uh, Andrew's frustration I think that's pretty much Across the board with Rangers fans They felt as if they had an opportunity Particularly at Christmas To kick on And make a sustained challenge That has crumbled and then to lose last week uh, To Hearts who are bottom of the league uh, Sorry, but bottom you know, of the league And then you take all that into consideration get Losing to Aki's in midweek And I think there's a general frustration By most of the Rangers fans Because they don't know where they're going And they of see an upturn in performances As you rightly said earlier on Gordon For me, this is another
1: massive week Because Leverkusen and Celtic Doesn't get any easier yeah. Andrew, despite the recent trouble Rangers would still go into this game tomorrow as massive favourites That's that's life as a, a Rangers player do, do you really think They'll drop points again In Dingwall?
18: I just don't think We've got the The mental toughness That the other team has They can dig deep We seem to just crumble See when it really matters See even it really matters We cannot Turn up
4: Andrew I think I think that's a wee bit harsh I'm putting myself up here To be shot at Because Rangers form's Really poor at the minute But you know Particularly in Europe Rangers have stood up when it's counted To the point where they're still in Europe And Celtic are not at, at present um, You know, they, they went and turned up at Hampden To play in the Betfred Cup Yes, they get beat But only by an inspired Fraser Foster Because Rangers outplayed Celtic that day So have they, got the, have they got the ability to stand up? Yeah, they did that day Although they didn't win They then go to Celtic Park And they beat Celtic on their own turf So this group of players And the manager have showed that They do have the capability Now, you take that into the... the you know, sort of uh, the winter break. Rangers were in a position where they're sending Jamie Murphy and Doherty out on loan. So they were sort of surplus at that point. That's how strong Rangers were. I remember myself and Hugh standing in the studio asking where Rangers were going to strengthen. And all we came up with was phone an extended contract because at that point, you would struggle to sign somebody who was going to come in as a first choice and make an impact. So it's over the course of the last five weeks where, where Rangers' downfall. And I also said earlier in the show that a lot of them have been individual errors. So does yeah, that
1: does that not show then reinforce Andrew's point that maybe some of these guys just aren't as good as they were <clears> made out to be? Although they got good results. If you can't do that continuously and if you if you can't be immune from consistent errors thereafter, uh-huh. what does that
4: say? It's not but it's not one player making an error consistently. It's been a spell of you know, different players at different stages that have yeah, made costly, costly errors. Are, it's
1: not. It's also not as if each player has had one error. There are yeah. there are players there. I've been serial yeah, I offenders recent weeks. Yeah. And
4: weeks. Um, I assume, maybe Andrew's right, and it's just getting to that stage in the season. Um, but I'm looking at it as, as from a viewpoint of that they same players have been able to get Rangers while being under pressure to a point of challenging. Just okay, looking thank- at a re- result coming in there from the
2: Bundesliga. Bayer Leverkusen won 4-0 today against Eintracht Frankfurt to go into the top four of the Bundesliga so their confidence is lifted for Ibrooks on Thursday Rangers have to attend to their own confidence levels in Dingwall tomorrow
1: Yeah that's the size of the challenge Thank you Andrew in Bishopton Enjoy the game if you can Tomorrow let's hear from Neil Lennon Celtic 5-0 winners at home to St Mirren A hat-trick for Lee Griffiths, these are the thoughts of the Celtic boss.
7: Delighted, emphatic win, clean sheet, off the back of you know a hard game on Wednesday. It uh, could have been a tricky one, but we dealt with it very well. And um, delighted for Lee. Looked more like his old self. I think the third goal, sums up Lee Griffiths. You know, quick turn, no backlift, smashed in the corner. And we've not seen that for a while from him. So enjoyed the second goal as well. It was brilliantly worked. I think the first goal gave him a lot of confidence so he can be really happy with his day's work. Obviously please for Hudson as well to get another one. You know so we could have had a few more. We played well. There was good work ethic about us on and off the ball and um, you know I couldn't ask any more of the players today. That looked like a sign from Lee that he's back to his best. Getting there. Getting there. I think uh, there's more to come from him. I think he'd tell you that himself as well but yeah it's definitely definitely good signs. It's
5: almost frightening that there is still more to come. The fact that his performance today, ninety minutes, three goals—that that there is still more to come from
7: from Lee. There's more to come from him. There's no question about that. Yeah, you can get them um, fitter, stronger, more endurance in this game. Um, if he wants to play longer in his career and you know, at this high level consistently. Uh, but I'm so pleased for him. You know, because he's come a long way. And um, you know, I think that hat trick today will mean a lot to him personally. Of yep. course it will
2: uh, It'll be the highlight of his comeback And uh, I looked at something that I'd written down Before the match started When we played out Neil Lennon's pre-match press conference And he said he wanted a front foot performance And that's precisely what he's got today From uh, Lee Griffiths, obviously, with the hat-trick From odson Edward, Yet another goal for him And McGregor. The, the callers who have been at the game Telling us that they were really, really pleased with McGregor going forward as well.
1: So, Neil Lennon has got everything out of the day that he wanted to get out of the day. Danny is a Celtic fan from Hamilton. We've just heard from the manager. Danny, what do you make of this afternoon?
19: Well, I actually think it's great. It's the way that uh, Louise brought Neil, uh, Neil Button uh the, the fold and they can play in any position. It, it's amazing. I phoned that a cut a month ago like, about uh, Neil Lennon Putting put his hand round about and uh, Cham And he came into a great game And obviously Neil Lennon Told him Oh this is the way it'll be He wanted to leave and Whatever Wanted to get his big money move But and Cham is the unsung hero In my social team To be honest He's been there a long time And he can just slot in Anywhere
1: What do you make of that Gordon deal? I mean After a 5-0 win I admire Danny's point Because I didn't expect to hear you know, near Beaton singled out but you know Danny's quite happy at the way Neil Lennon's bringing guys like him in and, and making it work within the squad
6: I think Neil Lennon will be very happy with his contribution Gordon I thought uh, watching the game on Wednesday night Beaton played very well against Livingston uh, today he was total control very comfortable um, if I was picking the best out the back three I would go for him uh, I think the way he comes forward especially Celtic Park when they get so much of the ball He's not frightened to have a go. He had a few shots uh, at goals this afternoon. Um, Everything he was asked to do, he coped with. He looks very comfortable in there. Um, And I think he's he's making a real claim if Celtic are going to stick with that back three that he's in there. Because on his form, especially today, I know he wasn't tested defensively because Celtic had so much of the ball and were so much in control, but... The great plus for Celtic is when they've got the ball and they've got control of the game, he's the one that can really step in there. He picks out a lovely pass, he's he's controlled on the ball, composure, and as I say, he's a threat as well. No, I thought, uh, I was just funny, it's incredible, Beaton was just walking out and I actually waved down and said, well done, son, you had a good game. You can enjoy your night.
2: <laughs> Gordon, you spoke in glowing terms of El uh, Hamed. Could that 15-minute cameo role put him into the manager's thinking for Ibrox?
6: Um, Probably could, Hugh, because... Where did he play, um, Gordon?
1: In the back three?
2: Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. yeah. And let me say something. He's run for the penalty kick and the pace and everything about the boy. Now, we've not seen a lot of him because of injury, Mm. but sometimes you've got a feeling for a player that you think, yeah... You've got a bit about you. And I think he's one of those players. I think if they can keep him injury-free, he'll be a big, big player for Celtic. No doubt in my mind. Danny and Hamilton, thank you very much. More calls
1: and more managers next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win every time Talk to thompsons.com
1: Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray is here Craig, although he seems to be having You okay over there? Having some problems with your headphones? No, fine, all right? thank you uh, Craig BT, Hugh Kevins in the studio uh, Gordon DL uh, I think we're getting to that stage of the year Gordon, the weather's turning, is it not? We don't need to feel guilty about keeping you late anymore You, you won't be cold out there, are you? Oh, I'm lovely, yeah. I'm quite happy to stay on for another five minutes <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Call it another hour uh, George okay. wants to talk to you on the GBX Stephen is in Newton-Merns, he was at the game today I think he wants to pick up on the point that was made about El Hamed Before the break, Stephen, is that right?
19: Yeah, definitely Hi hi, guys oh. So definitely um, I thought, you know, Griffiths and Edward were fantastic The whole team were fantastic uh, What stood out for me was El Hamed uh, obviously he could win the last sort 10-15 of minutes of the game So it was quite comfortable for him But he's he's powering getting forward And the penalty and He was unlucky actually in the final seconds of the match At the side, Nathan um, But I just think he's a real find We haven't seen all of them because of injury But I think he, If we are playing that uh, Two up top and three at the back he He's the guy that plays at the back With uh, Julian and I For me, all day long
1: Yeah, Gordon, when he came to the club We heard he was You know, a right-back who can play centre-back. So, I mean, that sounds like he's tailor-made to play the right side of that back three if Celtic are going to persevere with it.
6: Oh, yeah. And uh, it gives them the luxury, Gordon, of pushing up the pitch and obviously the pace in behind. Ayers very quick as well. Julian can cover the ground. So it certainly gives them options and um, going down the right-hand side, but you would then have to say, well, where does Forrest fit into the system? I've got to say... uh, and people say well how can you judge in 10-15 minutes, I've watched the lad before I think he's a very very talented footballer and when he come on today that run especially for a penalty kick and I disagree, the one that he put in the side netting, if I was the centre forward I'd be having a real go, he get into a great position, probably seen the headlights and then just instead of squaring it, tries to go for glory and uh, I thought that was a bad mistake from him there but I think he will be a big player for Celtic I think he's a very talented footballer I've got to say it. Stephen, does the fact
1: that someone from the back three Went on a run and won the penalty To sort of hammer home the the, the ascendancy That Celtic were in at that point? No, not, not
19: particularly Because that's, that's normal stuff For Ayer and Julian will get forward as well So it's not And Betone actually was powering forward in the far, Not a huge fan of Betone anyway But I think he's very lethargic at times Or maybe that's just the way he is uh, he done well today, and in, in Wednesday night he was fantastic as well. But I'm not a huge fan, and that's why I think uh, El Ahmed would would fit in there lovely. Just a, another quick point: uh, Andrew was on earlier on from the other team. I don't know who the other team is. The boy's name's called Frimpon, Frimpon Jeremy Frimpon. You know, he, he got his, uh, he's got, got his name not his name wrong. And also, yeah, he's another fantastic player that we've managed to uncover.
1: That is a fair point But Stephen I'm being honest See if I had to correct Every person on the show Pundits and callers alike Who got a player's name wrong We we would be here all day Um, The last question to you Stephen Would be about El Hamed As impressed as you were He's had 15 minutes in 4 months Is it enough to play Against Rangers next week? Oh, I would play the reserves against Rangers next week. So I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a, it's a good comeback. You can you can make that at sixteen <laughs> points clear. We're, because we're eight
2: <laughs> days away from the fixture. And we've got we've got a Rangers fan referring to the other team because he can't bring himself to say Celtic, and uh, we've got <laughs> Steven uh, uh, back in <laughs> play the reserves because. Uh, so that that we're only just starting out now. Alec and me. I'll have Monday night to revel in it. Then... Gordon DL and Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna and Mark Greedy and Bob. Uh, i will be back on Friday but by that time it'll be fever pitch and the other team will be the other
1: team from the other team and the other team <laughs> and you still won't be allowed to make any predictions no um, until further notice thank you Stephen and Newton Merns let's hear from Stephen Robinson a one-all draw at Sain Castle for Motherwell today
10: you know, sometimes you get these things sometimes you don't I thought in general in a way we came out game plan when New Hearts were press as high up the pitch they'd go quite direct on the, the counter attack I thought we would a lot of pace and energy. Sometimes we made the wrong decision with the ball. We create a lot of clear-cut chances. Liam Poe is a great chance. Chris Long's a great header in the box. He probably should have scored. And I have to give credit to the goalkeeper that the save he makes from Jermaine Hilton is world-class. So to come to Timecastle with, with what they've got in terms of, you know, budgets and players and quality that they've got and, and be slightly disappointed not to take all three points then shows maybe how far we've come.
8: How is David Turnbull doing as he eases back into
10: Thanks. I think very much eases is the word um, you know we're, I'd love to start him um, he's not quite ready for that fitness wise anyway he'll play on the reserves on Monday um, and I'll we'll just take it easy you know long term our goal is to make sure David Turnbull is 100% right for Mobile Football Club and that won't be rushed
1: What a battle it's going to be for third at the moment yes. Hugh um. Motherwell hold on to it 46 points Aberdeen's victory today moves them to within one they're just one point behind on 45 then there's a bit of a gap six points to Livingston And then a further two f- For Hibbs. So Clearly it, It's mostly Between Motherwell and Aberdeen But the fact that they all have to play each other And there's still a couple of games to go I don't think you could rule out The likes of Of Livingston or Hibs At this stage
2: Well I still think that uh, Aberdeen And Motherwell Are now Into Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder Country <laughs> We've had two Big eight battles There's a third to come And those two will Slug it out for third place,
1: and they meet on Friday night. Correct. Yes. For Park, so that a lot that could uh, go a long way to settling at Gordon Dale. I know you keep a close eye on your hometown team. Can they hang on to third? Oh. Is, is, is that is that a good point? At Tyne Castle, given the way that Hearts are at the moment? or
6: Yeah, um, I'm delighted to hear a manager saying that they're feeling a little bit disappointed that they didn't come away with three points. Because when you, you pitch up there this afternoon, especially after the results Hearts had, Rangers, then Hibs, terrific result against Hibs as well. You're thinking they'll be in such a high, but... Uh, to come away with a point, you'd have taken that, yeah. And we'll finish third, Gordon. Beat Aberdeen Friday night. That's all done and dusty. <laughs> all right, if you say <laughs> Let's so. Let's move on.
1: Um, I think we'll actually let you go. We'll give, oh, you, give you a whole three minutes extra to get Lovely. Okay. Good night, boys. Have a safe journey man. home, does. That's uh, Gordon DL at Celtic Park. Let's hear from some more of today's managers. Jim Goodwin, uh, obviously mm-hmm. a heavy defeat for them at Celtic Park. This was his assessment.
8: Obviously, we're disappointed. You know, you never like to lose any game, but, uh, you know, to concede five the way that we did is uh, extremely disappointing because we've looked relatively organised the weeks and months gone by, and today is extremely disappointing. It's the manner in the goals, I suppose, is the hardest part, you know, the first half you know, I, th- I thought we'd done okay in terms of containing Celtic, but the first goal is disappointing, Edward just floats a ball into the back post, and Griffiths you know, nobody matches Griffiths, and there's a tap in for six yards out, and then the goal just on half-time, again, too easy for Griffiths, just a waltz between the midfield nobody lays a glove on him, he plays the 1-2 and then he gets the finish, and then at 2 nil, it's you've got a mountain to climb, you know, uh, we spoke at half-time, just trying to get to the hour mark, and if we were to keep it at 2 nil or get you know, to 2 1, then it was game on again. But unfortunately, again, it was just a, a really simple goal from Celtic's point of view. Ball rolled into Edward's feet in our penalty area. He's allowed to get the turn and, and he finishes it well in the bottom corner. So when it goes 3 0, then it's, it's game over. So we're disappointed. We're all uh, a little bit gutted about how it went. Um, if you get anything at Parkhead, you know, in the form that they're in, then it's a huge bonus. But, um, you know, defending the way that we did for some of the goals, it, it was always going to be difficult. Yeah, um, but
2: Celtic games will not define St Mirren's Mm -hmm. season What will define their season will be Hearts on Wednesday night night. (laughs) That's the big picture (sighs) Looking forward to that already Yeah, if they can beat Hearts, they'll go six points clear And that would be a major disappointment for all associated with Hearts And a major lift for all associated with St Mirren
1: Let's delve into the Championship quickly and hear from Ian McCall A one all draw at yeah, On the face of it worst, yeah. Bottom against top Away from home You get a point Not bad at all uh, Still a lot of work to do To climb the table though In The key of us
14: being down at half time which should never we'd see Two great chances Before they even scored they we've got a score And and obviously the goal Has just always got him was a good finish But we self-inflicted We passed the ball straight to him 20 the goal, So I think was, we probably made it, being ahead at half time and then second half. We got back into and I think then it could have went either way. Uh, but we did look at threat, we did pace beyond them. The what i to we're certainly better, a lot better now than we were a few months ago. Miles better. We did that in the second half against Queen and South, we just didn't put the ball in the net. So we've got two big home games coming up. I'm incredibly confident in the long term future that we'll be absolutely rosy. And I think my record would tell you that. But the short term for support, of support We've only won our next two home games. Pitbull's had them for an hour. And United are up there for a, Reason, you know, they're getting level like kids seem very good. And I don't think they're finding an old someone. Doesn't it look like that at the start? So, with the two great chances, Brian, who first are another ten times, they'll score nine them. It'll be interesting. To see what happened if we went ahead one nil, maybe two nil, and then we're taking it from there. Yeah.
1: You know? So, Bartik Thistle still three points adrift at the bottom. They do have a game in hand over Queen of the South. They've got two games in hand over Alloa, who's sitting eighth at the moment. And I think that Hugh Keaven's is just about that. If you'd like to see us out,
5: yeah.
2: Neil Lennon said he wanted a front-foot performance from Celtic against St Mirren he got a 5-goal front-footed performance from Celtic the gap between Celtic and Rangers is now 16 you can talk about games in hand but unless you win your games that's not relevant to the discussion all the pressure is on Steven Gerrard and the Rangers players tomorrow there is no hiding place no excuse nothing that can be said other than three points are essential before they then look to their next domestic match against Celtic.
1: Yeah, Celtic, the big winners today, stretching the lead at the top to 16. Aberdeen put a squeeze on Motherwell, but they hold on to third and the big winners at the bottom were Hamilton Ackies winning yet again. At home, to Marmlech this time. Huge match in the Highlands tomorrow. Ross County up against Rangers. And we're back on Monday night to go back over all of the weekend's big talking points. Six o'clock is the time. Clyde One Super Scoreboard is the place to be with Hugh Evans and Alex Ray. Stay right there though, because if you want your weekend to properly get started, you can do that with Mr. George Bowie on the GBX Next.
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.